going to go to Mark chapter 2. You have your Bibles. Mark chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 5 is where we'll be. Pretty much the rest of the night. I only got one other verse. Generally, we've got 500 of them. Cheryl's working overtime, so giving her a, not a night off, but an easy one. Mark chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And he entered, and again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noise that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith. He said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And I read it again in the New International Version. It says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered into Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word unto them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was laying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, your son, your sins are forgiven. I just want to preach a few minutes. I'm not going to be long unless something happens. I don't plan on it. Uh, but just a simple subject and title, carried to, carry to Jesus. Let's pray one more time together. Jesus. Hallelujah, God, I thank you for your mercy, your grace, God, your presence is here. I pray in your name, God, you would move in our, our midst tonight. God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, speak to our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name, God, let your will be done, God. We turn everything over to you again. I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated if you'd like. It's going to be quick, short. Some people make fun of people that say that, but... Whatever. This is a pretty popular story in the New Testament. Jesus was in a house in the city of Capernaum, or Capernaum, and like everywhere that he went, a crowd gathered. So much so that the whole house was full of people. I know I talk about this often, but when we were in Benin, the first service there was a youth event. We landed, I think it was a Friday night or a Thursday night, something like that. And um, I had to preach that Sunday and there was a lot of travel and uh, the kids and the kids were a little tired and they're trying to adjust. So the jet lag and all that stuff. So um, my family stayed at the house and I went up with, with uh, the missionary and some of the others. And uh, she's, uh, my family stayed with uh, Sister, Sister Benson there. Um, but we went to this place called Azove, and it was you know, up 
a few hours drive, three, two or three hours drive, I think, from where we were. Um, I really don't remember too much of it. The whole thing was kind of a, a blur, and it was just, it was just wild and things I'd never seen before. But uh, the place we were going to, um, the church was too small. We were going for a youth rally or a youth convention of sorts, uh, which doesn't mean anything there, because everyone just comes, whether they're old or young or whatever. It was just, Amen. it was just. A, church service. They called it a youth event, but I don't know. Um, and we went, the church was too small, so they had put up a tent outside and um, it was bigger than the church, and they had the tent all set up. When we got in and this church started, people filled the tent. And it was full. And as service went on, they started setting up chairs outside of the tent. And you know, after preaching and stuff, we went outside and people, people were just coming off the street uh, this was out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't like on a main road or anything. You had to go down this crazy dirt road, and just all of a sudden there was a church. It was just in the middle of nowhere. People were just coming down the road out of the grass. They were just appearing out of, I don't know. It was They were just coming, and there was no room inside the tent, and they started filling up around outside and, and hanging out, sitting on motorcycles and listening, and it was just there's people just coming. And I imagine that's kind of what it was like. In this story, Jesus is inside this house and people just gathered because they heard that Jesus was there and, and the house was so full there was no room. So people started gathering in the doorways and then the doorways became so full that they, no one could get in or out. It was just jam, jam-packed and the crowd was so big people couldn't get through. And they didn't even have room at the doors. And this is before they had occupancy, you know, the word, I can't say it right now. The limit of people you can have in a building. That's the word. It's not coming out of my mouth. I keep saying octopus in my head. But they didn't have room in this. This this house was full, and and Jesus was inside, middle there somewhere, and he was he was preaching to them and he was teaching. And then it says they came or they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. So there was this man that was he was sick and he was. He was paralyzed, and he was carried by four of his friends. And this is the main part I like to focus on. If anyone needed Jesus in that house, this guy did. And if anyone needed healing in that house, this guy did. And if anyone needed a touch from the master that was in that house, this dude that was being carried by four other people, he did. But he could not get to Jesus. He was physically unable to get to Jesus. He couldn't walk. He couldn't drag himself there. He was physically unable to get to Jesus by himself. And I know nowadays it's hard for us to picture that because we have we have wheelchairs, we have, you know, ac- accessible locations, we have ramps, we have elevators, we have even still I mean some places don't have it as much as they should, but we have ways to get around if you can't walk. There's ways to get from point A to to point B, but that didn't exist where this guy was. This man could get nowhere on his own, and where we were, places we've been, we've seen people begging in the street, and some of them are professional con artists, and they'll give you sob stories just to get money, and and well, we've, we've seen people that were, that were crippled and unable to walk and their legs were twisted or they had no legs and they'd be sitting on a skateboard, flip-flops on their hand and pushing themselves to get somewhere, wheeling down the road asking for money and, and things like that. And it wasn't ideal, but they could still get around because they had these 
skateboards or something they rigged up. They had some way to get around, but this guy didn't have a chair. This guy didn't have a skateboard. This guy didn't have a scooter or anything to get around. There were no paved roads, just winding dirt streets, probably full of potholes and all that. There was no way for this guy to get around. There was no possible way for, get, for him to get to Jesus. It was physically impossible. But of all of the people that needed to be there, he needed it Amen. the most. Amen. And here's the kicker. My main point already. We're just flying through this. There are people, and if we're honest, sometimes it's us. Let's stop first person here for a minute. But there are times when I just need to get to Jesus. Amen. And there are times of extreme brokenness, times of heartbreak, times of hurt and pain and anxiety and all of these things that we, we fight with and we struggle with. And it seems like everyone else can get to him. Right. And it seems like everyone else around us can get into his presence. And it seems like everyone else around us has figured out how to hear his voice or get an answer from him or get a touch from Jesus or be delivered or, or hear a word, but I can't. There's something holding me back. And it seems like everyone else is in there and they got it all figured out, but you just can't get there and they feel like you're stuck on the outside, stuck on the outskirts, the outside looking in, and you can see others getting a blessing. You can see others with, with the joy of the Lord on their face or peace, or you can see others in the presence of Jesus, but there's something that's stopping you. Maybe it's fear that's got you paralyzed or, or crippled spiritually or emotionally. Maybe it's, you feel like you're, you're held back by something if it's you know fear or anxiety or pain or regret or your past. So there's something that's holding you back from getting to where you need to be, to getting in his presence and getting that, that healing, that touch, that word, whatever it is that you need. But of all the people who are there, all the people that are around you, all the people that are in his presence and getting what they need, you feel like you need it the most, but for some reason you cannot get there. There's something holding you back. And you've come to church and you've seen other people enter into praise and worship and prayer and enter into his presence and they're getting a touch and you see the Holy Ghost moving and flowing and touching and changing other people's lives around you. But for some reason, you just can't get there. You can't take that step. You just can't get where you need to be. And it seems like others have it all worked out and they're closer maybe to Jesus, it looks like, than you are. And you just want to be there, but you can't get there. This man was completely paralyzed. There was nothing that he could do about it. There was nothing he'd done to put himself in that position. Life had just been cruel to him. And he would have stayed that way the rest of his life, except someone carried him to Jesus. He would have got up the next day still paralyzed, Still broken, still unable to walk, still unable to do things that he wanted to do and he dreamed that he could do and he wished that he could do. But somebody brought him to Jesus. He had four friends who picked him up and they carried him. When he could not make it on his own, when he could not get there by himself, his friends carried him 
to Jesus. And when I cannot get there, when I am struggling, when I am hurting, when I am broken, and for whatever reason I cannot force myself and I cannot push through the crowd or push through the pain or get there, I need someone to carry me. I need someone to bring me to Jesus in prayer. I need you. And you need me. And we need each other. There are going to be times when you feel like you cannot go on. There's going to be times when we feel like we can't get there. And that is when we need each other. There are times when your neighbor who's sitting beside you cannot push through. There's just something that's there. There's just something in their life. There's just something that they're struggling with, something that they're battling with, something you don't know about. And they just cannot do it for whatever reason because life or circumstances or pain or turmoil or whatever's happened. And that is when it is our responsibility to carry them to him in prayer. We are in this together. There are four people that carried this guy. Not one. There were four of them. It was a team effort. When our brother or sister is hurt, or broken, or unable to get there, Feel like they can't go on. Feel like they have just got nothing left. It's our responsibility to carry them to Jesus. Amen. Galatians 6 and 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. This is the law of Jesus. This is a command from Jesus. Bear each other's burdens. Carry each other. Help each other. You can't do it. Come on, man. We're going. I'm going to help you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be there. You can't make it. I'll carry you. I'll bring you. I'll pray for you. We need to bear each other in prayer. Not just at home in our basement. No when we're together, we need to pray with each other. People say, I'm praying for you all the time, but we need to do it. And mean it. If you look around, there are people around you that are dealing with health issues, broken homes, lost kids and spouses, heartbreak, physical pain, emotional pain. Life happens to us all. When you can't make it, when you feel too weak, we need to carry you. We are in this together. These four guys carried our sick friend to where Jesus was, but they couldn't get in. It says, when they could not come up nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed where the sick of palsy lay. Houses in those days, they had flat roofs. You know, they didn't have to worry about snow collapsing it. it wasn't a lot of rain. They had flat roofs, and they were usually accessible by an outside stairway. And it wouldn't have been too difficult for them to remove the tiles and, and all that and the grass and all these things that make up the roof in those days. It wouldn't have been that hard for them to, to do that, to make an opening large enough to put their friend through. It may not have been the most difficult thing for them to do, but it was different. 
Most of us would have just turned around and went home and said, sorry, man, or maybe just waited outside and hoped that eventually the crowd would leave and maybe Jesus would have time at the end. Or, you know, we went home and said, sorry, man, maybe, maybe next time, maybe tomorrow we'll try again. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see what we can do. But these guys didn't quit. And while caring to someone, someone to Jesus may not be, sorry, caring someone to Jesus may not be the easiest thing. It may cause us to get out of our comfort zone sometimes. It may cause us to maybe think outside of the box and do something a little different. Maybe pick up a phone when we normally wouldn't. Or hang out with somebody that we normally wouldn't. Or pray with someone that we normally wouldn't. But if someone needs to get to Jesus, we need to take them. And we can't take no for an answer. We can't just, you know, we tried. Maybe next time. Oh, we tried. Maybe next time we'll pray. Maybe next time we'll, we'll get together. I don't know. We tried. Someone needs to get to Jesus. We need to take them. We need to carry them in prayer. We need to, we need to bring them to him. And we can't just you know, quit because it maybe gets a little challenging or gets a little difficult or whatever. Um, I'm almost done. This is quick. Verse 5. This is the part of the story that sticks out the most to me. You know, we go on about these guys carrying them and ripping the roof off and lowering them down and all that. And that's pretty incredible, pretty remarkable. Most of us wouldn't have thought of that. Verse 5 says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. There's no record at all of the faith of this paralyzed man. The faith of his friends was enough for Jesus Amen. to answer. Amen. Sometimes I don't have the faith to pray the prayers that need to be prayed. And sometimes I don't have the strength, but you do. Sometimes you don't have the faith, maybe, to pray the prayers that need to be prayed, to see the things change that need to change. Maybe you don't have the strength sometimes to, to do that. But we do. When Jesus saw their faith, this guy's life was changed. Your faith, your carrying someone to Jesus, you leading someone to Jesus is sometimes all that he needs to change the situation. Amen. They brought this friend of theirs to be healed. But Jesus did more. He said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. He forgave his sins too. In verse 11, if you keep reading, he eventually heals the man and tells him to take out his bed and get out of here. I don't know how he got through the crowd. but They brought him to be healed, but Jesus did more. He always goes above what we ask. Let me get stand. This is a little short one. Oh, this has been 20 minutes. Not too bad. And I realize not everyone is here tonight because of snow and, and things like that. But I would like us if we can pray for each other. 
I'm going to do it a little old school tonight. If you got something that you need prayer for, if you got something that you need God to move, you need to answer, I wonder if you could just step out in the aisle and we'll gather around and pray. If you need a healing, if you need a touch, if you need God to move, whatever it is, you can just step out and we'll gather around and we'll carry you. Jesus, if you need God to move in your family, or whatever the situation is.